episode 137, The Only Skills That Count, none of which you learn in school. You're listening to the very best podcast in the world on health, wealth, and happiness. Please remember to leave a review and share with all your friends and family. And here is your host, Lars Hilson. And welcome to the very best podcast in the world, your only source in the universe for personal supremacy through health, wealth, and happiness. Now, uh, I hope everybody survived Easter uh, without gaining the obligatory uh, 10 pounds uh, by eating good food. And, uh, you know, a lot of you are limited in being with your family, probably during these days, depending on the country or the part of the world that you're in. So I hope that you were, you know, able to at least uh, be in touch with your, uh, with your family and loved ones and perhaps, you know, exchange the package or the parcel, uh, and, uh, that the Easter bunny was otherwise successful as well. Now, that being said, uh, today's episode is about, uh, skills. And, uh, I have repeatedly tried to, uh, to outline why, getting or attaining, obtaining, learning new skills is important, particularly during the time right now, and uh, more importantly so for the time that is before us, before, uh, be <laughs> because uh, we're going to go into, uh, into times uh, where, you know, there's going to be tremendous shift in the way we, we live, you know, and I'm not trying to you know, painted black or anything. But uh, even if we uh, slide and avert uh, a global economic crisis as a result of of this uh, pandemic, uh, there's still going to be significant, um, well, ways of working, ways of communicating, ways of doing stuff which are not going uh, to be the way they were before this whole thing started. Right. Um, and, uh, again, you know, it, it it's just, uh, I, when, when the whole thing started, you know, I was convinced that, uh, we wouldn't see dynamic, very dynamic and global changes in, for instance, travel and, uh, communication and business and so on and so forth. Uh, I thought that the powers that be, um, would, prevail and would, uh, re-grab the power that they would have lost or that they'd lost through these new ways of working. Uh, let me give you a primary example, uh, that always comes to mind, uh, particularly in, in Germany, but also in other European and a lot of other Western countries, you've got a very powerful, uh, kind of board of school, board of schooling. Um, and, uh, these people, um, they cling to, the way it was yesterday and uh, 10 years before, because it's always worked, it's always good. And so I was convinced that they would be, uh, you know, overpowered in the moment 
with new ways of learning and remote schooling and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, and that the, um, uh, that the desire of human beings to socialize uh, would actually prevail. That conviction that I once held has kind of shifted. So uh, let's see what, um, what comes out of that. So uh, going back to the skills question, right? Um, the name of the episode is the only skills that count and uh, none of which you learn in school. So we're not going to be, you know, talking about um, learning new skills uh, because uh, we've talked ample about that in the past. Uh, these are skills that uh, are essential. And if you take all of the artificial aspects out of life, for instance, the monetary system, uh, for instance, the uh, economical uh, foundation that our society is uh, built upon, you know, and has been for the past five, 600 years. And uh, the latest revolution from traditional uh, descriptions of capitalism by Adam Smith, for instance, to the uh, more perverted, more dynamic version uh, of the Anglo capitalism. Uh, we're going to see, uh, if we take all of these aspects out of the equation, we're going to be left with a rudimentary set of skills which ensure survival, right? And those are the skills that we're going to be talking about, mainly because they are not taught in school. Now, the primary uh, thing that we need in life is love and compassion. So that's the first skill I want to go into. So uh, how to love is something that cannot be taught in school. It's something that you learn as a kid from the environment you grow up in, right? Your mother is going to have a maternal love for you uh, that will be everlasting until that bond is broken by death, period. Uh, I think that's uh, actually something men will never be able to comprehend, right? How um, a mother loves their, their child. Uh, however, uh, men are capable of loving as well, you know, their offspring, uh, and, uh, their partner and so on and so forth. But I'm convinced that it's a different feeling based on gender and that a man cannot love as intensively and as unconditionally as a woman can. Uh, that being said, you know, how would you want to teach something like that in school, right? But it's a driver. Love and compassion are drivers of our society, of working together. And in more advanced states and newer states, uh, we, uh, you know, have social systems, uh, social economic foundations. And uh, these values were, you know, 
uh, founded upon religious beliefs, which, you know, many years ago, uh, many decades ago, many centuries ago, <laughs> actually played a greater role than they do now. However, they still are the foundation of a lot of modern states. So that being said, you know, compassion, I think, is something that can be taught in school and should be. And uh, I'm kind of reaching out to all of the teachers out there um, to convey the message of compassion, not only, you know, in your group, in your class, but, uh, you know, perhaps also to teach your children to be kind to others you know, go through the city with them and look at uh, all the disfortunate, unfortunate people uh, who are in a situation of turmoil. You know, you're going to have those in every city in the world. And uh, that's a very interesting aspect to teach children that there are very unfortunate people in life, right? But it's something that isn't really focused upon, right? The curriculum um, says that uh, we've got math class and uh, we've got English and German and the language classes and uh, we've got chemistry and physics, but where is, uh, where is compassion in all of that as the main driver of society? It's an interesting question to answer. So if you know teachers, send them this podcast episode to review and to reflect upon that. The next skill... Uh, which I think is uh, insanely important, is how to clean water. You know, fact of the matter is, a lot of you don't really know where your water comes from, right? It comes out of the tap, and that's it, right? Uh, you think it's clean. Uh, for most people, it is. Uh, for a lot, it isn't. Uh, but you know that <laughs> you shouldn't drink tap water in... Uh, in a lot of countries. And uh, so it's about, you know, how do you actually go about cleaning water? You have to understand water in the first place where it comes from. <laughs> you know, it's actually uh, the liquid that you piss into the toilet that, you know, comes out on the other end as clean drinking water for a lot of you, right? Uh, and um, there are many ways, really, in which water gets treated and uh, uh, water gets some. Um, uh, purified so that it actually is drinkable again, you know, at the, uh, at the end of the water supply chain. And it's really interesting to discover how that is. Now I need you to imagine that the tap water stops working for you, right? Uh, a human being can, you know, be without, uh, without air for three minutes. Uh, I think without water for three days and without food for three weeks. And it's not a lot of time. You know, so, uh, you know, getting your hands on information on how to clean and purify water so that it's drinkable is actually something very interesting that, uh, you know, should be paid attention to. And I know a lot of you are going to be, yeah, but we're going to cook it, you know, and then uh, we're, we're going to boil it and then uh, uh, we're going to have clean water. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if the tap water, if your water supply goes down, you know, where are you going, uh, are you going to use your electric stove? there's a pretty high chance that your electricity is going to be gone as well. So, you know, do you have a camping stove that you could kind of boil down the water? Um, you know, do you have access to groundwater? Do you have access to a stream? Is that clean? You know, 
Uh, and so three days is not a lot of time. After, uh, after half a day, you're already going to be yearning for water. Trust me. So um, let's move on to the next skill, which is uh, similarly important. I already kind of gave it away. Uh, and that is um, how to grow your own food. You know, if you ask a lot of people going through today, if you look at a lot of people going through today's supermarkets, uh, almost avoiding the vegetable aisle like the devil uh, avoids uh, holy water, you know, and going to the convenience food um, uh, free frozen pizza section to stack up on, you know, prepared food. I believe a lot of the folks out there are really incapable of even determining a kohlrabi from a piece of celery. <laughs> you know? uh, and that's really interesting, you know, to know your foods in the first place and what is edible and what can you grow. And most importantly for a lot of us, how do you conserve it? You know, um, how do you make it so that it lasts, right? Uh, imagine yourself, uh, you know, prepping your food on your own or growing your own food on your own land and uh, then being in the situation where you have to eat it in a month because it will spoil and then it's like damn you're out of food <laughs> you know that's something very interesting uh, to consider and uh, to uh, um, to really take into your plans now that doesn't go to say that anything's going to happen where you would have to grow your own food but it's very interesting to do so because, you know, while the effort, the immediate effort is quite, uh, quite low, um, you know, it takes a lot of maintenance to, uh, uh, you know, keep bugs out and a lot of knowledge to keep, uh, to keep animals out and, uh, to spoil your harvest, you know, and if you were to come into a situation where you would have to rely upon it, you know, it's very interesting. The learning curve is quite steep when you're, when you're hungry, right? So, uh, that's that. <laughs> you know, food is, uh, as I said, a person can go without food for three weeks. I learned somewhere, uh, was the rule of three. Um, and, uh, the, the one I mentioned in, in the introduction. So now let's go on and, uh, move over from how do you grow your own food? Uh, what are the benefits? You know, of course, you know, exactly what type of fertilizers go into your food, you know, exactly uh, the amount of love that goes into it. And if you grow your own food, you learn to appreciate it more. Trust me, it tastes better. <laughs> Just, you know, from the fact that uh, you grew it yourself, you invested the effort, you know, into creating it. So then we go over to conserving it, and now it's time for cooking it. You know, how do you prepare a meal, right? Um, how do you uh, actually make good tasting meals, healthy, balanced meals and diets out of the food that you have, because making it last, and, and I'm not talking about the freezer, you know, I'm talking about uh, cooking it and then, you know, putting it, you're eventually putting away vitamins and other um, stuff, good stuff that's in the food. Uh, you're sacrificing it for uh, the fact that it will last longer. So, you know, that's an interesting thing to keep in mind. So it's about, you know, how do you get your vitamins and uh, how do you live uh, with this food for another 
few months until you can start growing again, right? Last but not least, uh, how to construct. Because um, in a lot of climates, or in a lot of climate zones uh, that we have in the world, uh, it's good to have a roof over your head. You know, as I'm speaking to you now, it's it's snowing. Uh, you know, <laughs> keep in mind it's the beginning of April, uh, but um, you know, so it's very good, a very good skill to at least theoretically know, you know, how to build a roof over your head. I'm not talking about you know building a building a house out of uh, concrete and cement, but something to keep you dry and warm and comfortable out of timber, for instance, you know, and what to look out for, you know, insulation, does it play a role for you? Where are you going to get the, the wood from to fire your stove, you know, to, uh, um, where your, your, uh, your fireplace to make it warm, to make it habitable, you know, and those are all interesting questions to be asked. So, uh, these are all skills, which, uh, which you don't learn in school and, uh, which are I think kind of like the foundational skills of life. A lot of these I learned very much later in life than I would have liked to. But uh, at the end of the day, I learned them. Uh, and, you know, I am quite good at executing them. And I think, uh, you know, before you binge your next Netflix show or whatever, watch some YouTube videos about, you know, love and compassion, about water, about growing your own food and how to use that food to prepare meals and, uh, how to do basic construction in that sense. Again, you know, I'm not trying to paint it black. I'm not trying to, uh, demonize what is coming, uh, because, I hope, you know, that, uh, everything will turn out well. Uh, and, uh, in that sense, um, yeah, I hope I was able to shed some light on the title of the episode and, uh, that we're going to be back in touch tomorrow. So, uh, share this episode far and wide with, you know, as I said, teachers and anyone who could be interested in learning about these elementary skills which you don't learn in elementary school or other forms of schooling and uh make sure to subscribe to the podcast have a successful tuesday and have a good night if you've already had your successful tuesday i'll see you tomorrow stay tuned peace out